It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. I realize that every time I say I'm going to put our Spotify playlist in the podcast description, I forget to do it. Hmm. And it's not the easiest thing to find if you're looking for it. So you know what I'm going to do today for sure? Are you? Really though? For real? I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to put it in there. I'm not sure I believe you. (laughs) Watch me forget again. Because we record this now and then I don't upload it for a while and I forget that I said I was going to do it. It just, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll try to get that in there today if you want to hear the the, the playlist that Sean and I have curated. Keyword try. He's going to give it a go. On the show today, uh, we're going to talk about the name Terry. Kind of where that comes from. A wild conspiracy that was sent to us by a friend of the show. Shauna recently made an investment that she should have made five years ago, but yep. she's she's happy with it now. I am. Uh, I'm watching a TV show right now, which is so intense. So I'll tell you a bit about that if you're looking for a new show. Uh, the Goat of Drunk Food. My dad got to attend a Stanley Cup party on Friday night. And we'll talk all about his experience there. It was super cool. Something that apparently rich people like, but I guess poor people don't. I think it's baloney. First, you're out of context clip of the show. I have a pelvic floor too, Shauna. V and S in 20 minutes or less. I'm emceeing a friend's wedding in a couple weeks, and uh, they said it's really low-key. They're like, it's just housekeeping stuff, so like, don't worry about it. So they haven't really sent me any information on it, but mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's anything that I should be doing to prepare still. Like, I don't really know what to do. Because, again, they were just like, no, no, no. Like, dismissing it almost as super low-key. But I'm like, I feel like I need to do something if I'm seeing the wedding. You feel wrong going in without prepping at all, without right? Without anything, right? Because we just, we don't usually do that. That's not what I do, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I'm like, I need I need something. Um, I know. I was in the same situation last year. I emceed a wedding for two of my good friends, one of my best buddies and his wife. And it was same thing, very laid back. And they're just like, keep it quick. You know, don't have to say a lot. And they gave me, like, a program. And yeah. a few points that they wanted to hit. And then all I did was just like come up with a couple quick jokes yeah. about each of them yeah. that would be relatable to everybody. Okay. And then I just dropped those in while I was like introducing the next speaker, the next part of the program. Yeah. And it went it went pretty well. Okay. So I just need to come up with a couple. It's funny because I don't know his fiance very well at all. Like I know him mm. very well. Her not as much. And she's very soft spoken. So... When it comes to like joking about her, I don't know if that would be even take taken that well. Okay, if that makes sense, you know, like I'm. You keep it really light, though. Like, yeah, I, I made a joke about how like my buddy has had the same haircut his whole life, right? And then his wife is really, really smart. So yes. I made two jokes about, and so okay. everyone gets it. Yeah, you totally. know, it's not going to offend anybody. I know, and that's. I was going to say, is there anything you shouldn't do when you MC a wedding? And yeah, lots. Yeah, there's lots. <laughs> there's tons. One of the ones though that is the most <laughs> obvious is somebody who was trying to be too funny and oh. uh, started telling like stories about a strip club at one point and just things. I was like, okay, so th- these are things I won't do. Yeah, mm-hmm. like an MC who thinks it's about them. Yeah. Is awful. I know. Your job is just to keep it light, keep it moving, right? Yeah. Especially if there's... Because there might be a speech or two that drags and sucks. Totally. And then your job is to just get it back on track, yep. right? All mm-hmm. right. Thanks to <laughs> thanks to the maid That's of right. honor there. Next. She sucked. But we're on to the... Yeah. <laughs> and the inappropriate... Man, in any wedding speech, MC or, or not, any like inappropriate inside jokes and stuff yeah. are just the worst. They're so uncomfortable when the grandparents are there. Man, and like, I've been to ugh. two weddings where it's it's gone bad. Like the one, it was the the mother of the bride that started talking about her and how it was super inappropriate. Like 
something about how she met her 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 like ex husband, and then was like going. It was messed. Oh, like man. absolutely, I, everybody was just like wide eyed, looking at her, like shut up, yeah. shut up, no. <laughs> Any of those like, oh, remember those girls in Montreal? Yeah, huh? I was like, right? suck, man. Like, I know, you suck. Yeah, I don't know how Look people still here. think that that's, <laughs> that's right. That grandma's right there, like, like right there. <laughs> She's turning up her hearing aid to hear you right now. Okay, V and S in twenty minutes or less. This headline came up on Apple News yesterday, and I thought it was real dumb. I didn't even read the article. I'm sure the article was more substantial than the headline, but the headline was so dumb. I was like, I'm not clicking through. Yeah, like that's it. That, <laughs> I'm already mad. I'm not reading it. So here's the headline. Why do rich people love quiet? I was like, huh? Like, why does anyone love quiet? Because it's nice and peaceful and relaxing. Although, you know, sometimes when rich people go and they have these houses in the middle of nowhere on just massive amounts of land, I always think that would be quite lonely. But a lot of people do it, right? And maybe that's why, like, why they prefer that kind of in the like their own little gated area by themselves versus. I guess so. Maybe I don't know. That's all I'm thinking. But it's also because they can afford it. Like, yeah. doesn't everybody kind of like quiet? Mm, no, like, nobody's nobody's living next to the C train line, and is like when their house rattles when the train comes by, they're like, oh yeah. There it is. Okay, also... I love it. I don't I have al- any money and I love this. I almost bought a place n- near the train line, though, because it's soothing to me. So maybe, huh. I mean, but I'm an odd one out. You're right. I mean, generically, everybody likes peace and quiet, you'd think. Typically, if yes. your place is noisy, it's going to be worth less. Yeah. So it's not that rich people like quiet. It's that they can afford quiet. Mm-hmm. Poor people like quiet, too. Yes. They just don't have that luxury. Yeah. You have to live in the thick of it. So I was just like, what a dumb headline. That is kind of a silly Why headline. do rich people... Love- I like quiet, too. Like, the house I just bought backs a busy road, and it was cheaper because of it. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to have not backed a busy road, but yep. that was going to cost way more. So I got a good deal on the house because it's near a busy road. Yeah, I could have gotten a so, sweet deal on the place beside the train, oh, too. Oh, I bet. Would have been a steal <laughs> of a deal. I'm the only one, though, who wants to, to feel like the train is coming right through my living room. The Just noisy, give it to me. The noisier, the better. Ooh, yeah, yeah. bored. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So I often watch daytime TV in the background when I'm doing work or I'm doing stuff around the house. And a lot of the times, like, it changes to a program and I won't really know what I'm watching. And then sometimes something will catch my ear and I'll look up and be like, what on God's green earth is going on? So yesterday when this happened, it was a pelvic health specialist that was on this program, which first of all is really funny because this woman was very direct in everything she was talking about. And this is daytime TV that's very family appropriate normally and like they refuse to use the word damn. And then this woman was just going into the great details of pelvic health specials. Maybe it's all medical though, right? Yes. From from a it's from a medical context, so... Yes, yes, totally is. Um, hilarious, though, because this woman was talking about how you're supposed to help your pelvic health. And so she says, you know, you're supposed to envision a smoothie, sipping a smoothie with your sin cave. This is what she was saying. You have to envision when you're doing the proper Kegel, okay? So she was going into these great details, and I was like, oh, my God. And then she said, envision that you're sucking up a blueberry with your hoo-ha. Okay, that's how you're supposed to properly Kegel as a lady. 
I'm pretty sure I saw a girl on TikTok do this, but with a playing card. Yeah. So she's got a strong pelvic floor. Absolutely. I mean, there's ping pongs and all kinds of ping yeah. pong balls. Oh, that yeah, I've seen. heard of that. That's yeah. been a magical. Yeah. So this is what this woman was saying you're supposed to envision, which I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. Also, like, how does one decide they want to specialize in pelvic health? You know, do you just have enormous control of your bits? And you're like, this is my calling right here. You know, from a young age, this is this what I'm going to do is help people with their pelvic health. <laughs> Okay. Like when you're going through school and you're learning about the whole body. Yes. You're like, I find myself pretty drawn to the pelvis here. Yes, this area right here is really where I, I'm really drawn interested. Magnetic. That's amazing. Um, also, I learned that the, the Kegel is called that because the man who invented it, his name is Arnold Kegel. That I knew. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, I had no idea why. I never looked into why it was called a Kegel, I suppose. But it is quite funny because he can't physically do the kegel himself but when he invented it he named it after himself sure you can men can do kegels this woman was saying that men can't do kegels they they don't have that i'm doing one right now i'm doing one as we speak how can you do a because we have men i have a pelvic floor too shauna yeah i don't think men have a pelvic floor this woman was saying that you couldn't do it and i which i thought was interesting but i think i'm gonna question her expert credentials yeah i'm instantly now like well this woman all kinds so you shouldn't be thinking about sucking up a blueberry with your... Well, maybe it's just different for fellas. I don't know what you'd be thinking about about doing. Can you, you can you can do definitely... it where you in right now are envisioning? Okay, can you, like, are you envisioning sucking up a blueberry with your pelvic floor? Well, there's, there? nothing, to, there's nothing to suck it up. Well, this is, you know, this is why I'm but saying. But I still have those... You, the guys still have those muscles. Mm. Okay, I wonder if that's <laughs> a different still... type of the pelvic floor training that we're doing here. Who can you suck up a expert? smoothie with your sin cave? <laughs> no, I don't have a sin cave. What can you? But that's see, I that's the thing. It's the, the sucker and you can still that clench it. If you can't, yeah, but clenching is different than the the sucking motion that you're supposed to do, which is what when I'm doing right now. When I'm giggling, sucking, I'm I'm envisioning that you're like, yep, you're yep, you're bring it right there. I'm doing I f- it. I feel like we're probably doing the exact same move, except that you there's just no can't. sucking. There's no like, no. <laughs> what but we the can. Hell? You can do that. with we're sitting across from, like, Predator here? Yikes! B and S in 20 minutes or less. I love how so many of my friends have been posting photos of the Stanley Cup lately. Such a Canadian thing. The Stanley Cup is doing the rounds right now, of mm-hmm. course, with all the Stanley Cup winners. And it's pretty funny because everybody I know, it seems, has a picture of them and the cup. That should be on the list of, you know how we've talked about Canadian celebrities that everybody's met? Yep. The cup should be on there. Yeah. Should be like Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys, Fred Stanley Penner. Cup, Ron McLean. <laughs> Ron Stanley Cup. I've never met the cup. I've seen it at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Me too. I've never met it in person. But never like in the wild. My boyfriend in, in Prince Albert, the, the cup walked into their office recently when he was in Prince Albert working two <laughs> days ago. So That's cool. Yeah. Um. So one of my dad's best buds, his son is Darcy Kemper, the goalie from the Avalanche. So on right. Friday night, my dad was at Darcy's Stanley Cup party. Oh my God. And he was sending me photos and videos and it looked like the coolest thing ever. Like there's a video of my dad drinking out of the cup. That's insane. Yeah. And like Your my dad-, dad is a lifelong hockey fan, you know, and he, he got to drink out of the Stanley Cup, which is super cool. That is amazing. Um, he, so I, I grew up playing with Darcy too. He's a year younger than me. So we only, we play every second year or so on the same team. Right. Um, but it's pretty cool to see him as like a Stanley Cup winner now. And my dad, my mom and dad are still like very conscious of COVID. Like they keep saying, well, we're going to, we're going to get COVID every time we go out somewhere. And well, that's question. I, your parents are very, uh, when it comes to germs. Yeah. Like, like my dad doesn't take the wine at church. They're Catholic and he, he won't take the wine because other people's mouths have been on, on the wine glass. But then the cup is sitting in front of him. And it's full of beer. And he's like, COVID. 
Oh, I got to do it. So this is video of him drinking Well, you the can't cup. say no to that. If somebody says, do you want to drink out of the Stanley Cup? You can't be like, mm, I'll pass. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it the next time I get this opportunity. Oh, yeah, you're my. never going to get that opportunity again. But you're right. Like, talking about germs and COVID, like, the amount of things that cup has seen, like, that is not... Well, that was interesting, too. So Phil Pritchard is the keeper of the cup, right? Yeah. And most hockey fans will recognize Phil Pritchard. He's got a terrible haircut. White gloves. He travels with the cup. But, Famous. Yeah. Um, he's got four guys that work for him in teams of two. So two guys will go with the cup, then they'll work for two weeks, and then they'll switch off, and the next two guys will go. So my dad said he spent part of the night talking to these two guys That's awesome. who came with the cup. And he was asking him about, like, you know, when it gets damaged. And, you know, I forget who it was from the Avalanche. Dropped it on the way to the team photo this year. So he was right. talk, they were talking about how they had to fix it then real quick. But um, he said, they told, he told him the story about when they were in Russia with the Cup. I think it was after Washington won. And they got on a bus and they were going to their next stop. And they realized that they had left the Cup at the last stop. And these two guys were just freaking out because they're like, we, we have lost the Stanley Cup in Russia. We're, Whoops. we're toast. Mm -hmm. And Olaf Kolzig was on the bus and he was like, don't worry, we will get it back. And he, then he said, Ovechkin got on the phone, made a couple calls. And at the next stop where the bus stopped, a helicopter landed and the door opened and the cup was in there. Oh, my God. So I don't know who he called, if he called Putin or what. No kidding. <laughs> what happened, but... Yeah, what higher up, <laughs> what person did you call? I don't know, but... Oh, yeah, probably was Putin. It probably was, but yeah. I mean, just to be in the presence of the cup, I think would be so I know. cool. It's just, like you said, it's it's, seen, it's the most storied trophy in sports. It's seen so much stuff. And well, it's it's funny that you talk about your dad drinking out of the cup, though, because my boyfriend refuses to touch the cup. He doesn't think, yeah, he doesn't think that anybody who didn't win the cup itself should touch it. Mm -hmm. So every time he sees everybody like being passed around and like kissing the cup and stuff, he's always like, no. Nah, well, that's the other nah. thing I learned is that the player who has it for the day, ha he's the only person allowed to, to, to hold it. So oh, any photos you see where somebody has their hands on the cup, you'll notice that the player is also holding it. Oh, okay. So I like, didn't know that. Darcy had the cup in his hands for like most of the night, my dad said, because everyone wanted a photo touching the cup except probably for pretty tired after that yeah hey? i think so because it's 35 pounds yeah whatever, it's not light no nope. but pretty cool bms in 20 minutes or less i stumbled across a post yesterday that was talking about the best foods to eat when you're drunk mm. and the first thing i read was low sugar oatmeal with berries and milk <laughs> and i read that and i was like no one no one is coming home from the bar making some porridge, slicing up some berries, and eating that. This was written by a very fit woman, is my guess. Absolutely. Because I was... could see McKenna doing that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she makes all these like these healthy treats and stuff. So. And like I do that, too, when I'm not drinking. But when I'm getting... like There's no way at 2 in the morning or something, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start making some oatmeal. <laughs> I'm gonna like look through everything. Oh, oh, and it's got to be the low sugar oatmeal. Like that's not how drunk brain works. No, that wouldn't be my first that's choice not either. A thing. And obviously, that's what this article was trying to say is like these are the best best things to eat. Like probably the healthiest. I'm assuming it was that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. like, nobody's doing that. It did get me thinking though about the best drunk foods. The goat of the goat of drunk. The foods. goat, of, and we're not talking about these healthy uh, alternatives. We're talking about just. Like, the, if you've had too many and you're yeah. like, I need something. Man, it's funny because I don't get like that anymore. Like, yeah, I don't get the crazy munchies when I'm drunk. I don't like go for late night food, but I did when I was younger. Yep. It's and just like, a, it's a staple of, it's almost part of it. You yeah. Know, when you're younger, it's part of the experience. You know, you're going to go and have too many drinks and then you're going to go somewhere and eat something. And there's the restaurant where everyone goes after the bar. Totally. And so, I mean, 
Pizza would be the first one that would come to mind. Yeah. Any pizza place that's open late totally. is it going to have a bunch of drunk kids in there. Absolutely. After the bars close. I mean, McDonald's is another one that's yep. right up. Like, yep. I, I had a friend recently who brought 20 cheeseburgers to a party, just knowing that everybody's going to want a cheeseburger after. And that seems to be it. It's the cheeseburger. Yep. I was going to say Dolph half a dozen cheese. cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Yes, half and it a has, dozen of them. Yes, that excessive amount too. It's not just one. It's always everybody I know. <laughs> I'm gonna get six cheeseburgers. I'm like, like to share or a note for myself. Okay. We used to go to McDonald's for the cheeseburgers and to watch the fights after the bar. Of course. So, uh, someone do. will be fighting at McDonald's. Let's go eat some cheeseburgers and see who's wailing on each other. Hundred percent. What about just like chips? Chips is awesome, I mean, yeah, because you can put them out at any point in the night, and exactly. I am going to tee off on a bowl of chips for yeah. sure. And along that same vein, beer nuts, I mean, it's in the name, right? Like beer nuts. There it is. You can order that in a lot of menus when you're drinking, and it always tastes delicious, and it's that saltiness, right? I think in some parts of the world, it's tacos. Mm, yep. You know, like late you hit up like taco, Taco Bell or something late at night. Yep. Especially in like the southern United States. In um, Toronto, for us, it was Donaire's. I was going to suggest Donaire's too. I'm not yeah. a huge Donaire guy, mm. but I understand that that is, yeah. and like the hours of those shops often facilitates absolutely drunk people coming through. So speaking of the hours, the Chinese food. Yeah. So many of those places, the yeah. hours are designed that way, right? Like the Golden Inn, which is their closing shop, but their their hours on the weekend are till 4 a.m. because they know exactly what people, or Singapore <laughs> that's Sam's. The, that's their lunch rush. That's their lunch rush. It's three in the morning. Yes. You walk into <laughs> Singapore Sam's, it's busiest then, right? At 3 a.m., yeah. people are dancing on tables and they're like, oh, this is what this place is designed for. So I would cast my vote for the goat as, as McDonald's just because just it's everywhere. And they know even some people who are like, you know, maybe a little too health conscious to eat a lot of McDonald's on the regular. Mm-hmm. Get a few drinks and we'll be like, let's do it. Let's have half a dozen cheeseburgers. When monowales were in town last, <laughs> they afterward we were chatting with them and they ordered 50 cheeseburgers from McDonald's <laughs> for the cast and crew and everybody around. And I was past a cheeseburger and I hadn't had a McDonald's cheeseburger in forever. And I'm like, it's the thing to do right now. We're all drinking meat and cheeseburgers. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Someone suggested the hot dog stand outside the bar, the street meat. That doesn't happen very often here. Like in Toronto, they were everywhere, and street meat 100% was a great thing. But here, it's it's tough to find. There's the odd hot dog cart. The but right, it's not one. it's not everywhere. No, so I because of that, you need it needs to be universal. It needs to be easily accessible. So, but great addition for sure. Friend of the show, Jackman suggested Denny's. Um, yep. Yeah, because you can yep. go at any time. Like if you, even if you're at a house party and you're up all night, and then you can go five, yep. six in the morning to Denny's. So. Totally. Uh, Rob mentioned anything Seven Eleven, which I had in my list as well. We didn't get to, but it's true. Like the chicken and stuff from Seven Eleven, because again, open twenty four hours, handy yep. to grab, and it'll be lined up. Yeah, and I, be lined and up. I bet Seven Eleven knows. They're mm-hmm. like, uh, we're close to a bar. They're letting out. We better get the <laughs> get the chicken ready to go. I forgot to mention this too. Speaking of McDonald's, and one of the reasons. The 17th Avenue McDonald's is no longer open late night for you to just walk in. So it got because that insane because of the riffraff. Yeah, someone mentioned here, like, I feel bad for the staff of the McDonald's that works at night. Yeah, it was crazy. The other night I tried to go because I live right by it. And yeah, they were completely closed. The only way you can get McDonald's late night at that one now is you have to order in advance. Then there's like this little cubicle in between the two sets of doors. You walk mm-hmm. in there. The guy then slides open a window and drops off your order after you verify it. But you can't go in there. It's like clearly been insane 
these poor workers. I'm like, holy crap. When I lived in Australia, the gas stations were like that after a certain hour, after 10 o'clock. And here they are they, too. Yeah. yeah, where you you have to order through a window and the guy will run around in the store and grab everything you totally. need. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was at a McDonald's one time when I was younger, late at night. There was a ton of people in there from the bar and of course there was a fight. Yep. And the manager, like this kid who was the shift manager had just had enough. And he like, he came out and he grabbed both guys and physically oh, threw I them out. He was mentioning that. Yeah, he, he was like, that's it. <laughs> The, the McDonald's at Banff was a great bonding experience last time I was there because everybody in the line was having a great time still, which you normally do. We were trading items. Like, I remember somebody oh. wanted something that I had, and then we traded, and I got this really cool purple Sharpie from them, and everyone was, like, trading up. It was very strange. Always a good party, though. No fights? No, no, no fights, fights, shockingly. Huh. McDonald's could be really good as long as the fights don't happen, but unfortunately, it normally results in a fight, so... And 17th Avenue had to shut their doors after it. That one was getting insane. Last time I went there late at night, it was it was actually scary. The one on Stephen Avenue gets crazy like that, too, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well... You can post up there with some cheeseburgers and just watch the action after the totally after the bar lets out. V and S in twenty minutes or less. I was at a hippie grocery store uh, yesterday, one of those them hippie stores, uh, and I went to the deodorant aisle, and uh, the entire deodorant aisle, of course, was full of natural deodorants, right? Not the regular like Old Spice and Secret, but all natural stuff. Stuff you haven't heard of before. Yeah, it was hilarious though because every single deodorant that they offered in that natural, you know, deodorant aisle was a dude's name. So every deodorant, it was Tom's, Jason, Schmidt's, Uncle Mike's. Okay, I was Uncle like, Uncle Mike's, Uncle Mike's deodorant. I was like, what in the hell? Then Mitchum, which is a bit of a stretch, but Mitch is a name. Every man Jack was another. Every single one was a dude's name. So what's going on there? Why I don't, don't why, know. They're not the names of companies. They're just like one hippie who formulated this deodorant. And well, no, I think they are the names of the companies now, but I think they started as, I don't know, one dude's name. It was very strange. I was like, why is it that every natural deodorant, why do people want it to be just a dude's name? Is this just hippies? Seems yeah. more... More real. That's more what authentic, I'm wondering. More of the of the earth. Oh yes. Well, Tom, he he formulated this in his bathtub, obviously. Mm. And you know, is that it, or is it somebody who just smelled good, right? <laughs> or smelled bad? Oh yeah. Stinky Pete. Could be that. Stinky. <laughs> Have you tried Stinky Pete's? Pete used to reek. Yeah. He doesn't anymore. His no, children's no. the real deal. Tom used to reek, but now he doesn't. So obviously it works, right? Like, <laughs> he used to be the smelliest guy in the drum circle. Oh my God. And now we love sitting next to Pete. Or is it, you know. Stinky Pete. It's funny because I've, I tried a natural deodorant once and it didn't, wasn't that effective oh, either. It, nothing would have been better for me. Wearing nothing would have been more effective than yeah. that natural. But maybe it works for some people. Or is it that. Didn't work for me. Tom and these hippies just have a little looser definition of what smelling good is, you know, mm. like, or is it that they like the natural scent? So it's not that it actually makes you smell good. It makes you smell more natural, which maybe some like people prefer. Pits and the earth right? together, right? And a little bit of patchouli <laughs> that's in your hair up in there. Still too. pits. Yeah. Definitely still pits. Can't stop the man soup pouring out of those oh sweat faucets, my but God, still pits oh. and earthy. <laughs> Gentle Straight spring rain. Sweaty, like, did Tom just pits. put an apple in his pits and just go, here, this is my, <laughs> it's my scent, I'm going to sell this. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I'm running a bit slow, slow, low on sleep this week, and that is partially due to our 
house being super hot, but yeah. it's also in part due to the show that we are watching right now. What show? Under the Banner of Heaven. Ah, uh, yes. I've heard of that show. I haven't watched it yet, though. It was filmed here. Yes, that's why I heard about it, because, yeah, everybody was in town, right? And- yeah, Andrew Garfield is the is the main guy, and when he was here, he was doing interviews where he was talking about his favorite places yep. around Calgary and stuff. Uh, and the show is it's based on a, a true crime book, but it's about a, mur- a murder in the Mormon church. So it's set in Salt Lake City. Right. Uh, but it's Calgary stands in as Salt Lake City in a lot of ways. And it is so intense, the show. Crazy. It's so intense. Like, okay. I just can't stop watching. I think we have the last episode tonight, and I'm like... That's <sighs> actually the worst. I know. It's not good. When a show is that intense that you can't stop watching and you don't sleep because of it, like, it's not a good thing. No. I mean, it is a good thing, but it's not a good thing. The episode we watched the other night, I think it was episode five. I don't like, want to watch... I'm not going to start watching. I refuse. <laughs> it was like the the most intense hour of TV I think I've ever watched. And like, I was just like clenched through the whole thing. And then when it was Were you over, actually at the edge of the, the couch, sometimes well, we I'll find I do that. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so I'm laying in bed, but I was just like physically clenched through the whole episode. And then like, your teeth and everything, huh, your huh. butt, and, and then your the, bum. And then the show, the episode ended and I was like, well, I got to go to sleep now somehow. Like this is, I'm wired. I thought you were going to say, well, now I have to poop because my, <laughs> my butt's been clenched for so long that no. Yeah, it is so good. It, um, I don't know if you would like it if you were Mormon because it's not real flattering of the church. Interesting. Yeah. But it's about the detective. Andrew Garfield plays this Mormon detective who's investigating this murder within his own church and he starts uncovering some really crazy stuff about this family. So... Now I'm it's, so torn. Oh. I really want to watch it, but I I need to sleep. You do need to. You can start it earlier in the night and just maybe don't watch it right up to bed. People watch TV right before bed. That's I was what about they to do. Say, yeah, and not to mention that you can say that. You can be like, oh, I'm going to cut myself off. But if it if it's that clenched, then no. It's only seven episodes. So oh, okay. You sacrifice it. So for, that's what you need to do. I need to figure out how long it'll take and then start it real early and then just go so that I don't have any left by the time bedtime yeah. rolls out. Okay, cool. Interestingly, I haven't really noticed any Calgary locations in it. Well, they it, wouldn't want it to be too obvious, obviously. No, and I think some of their exterior shots they must have taken yeah. in Salt Lake City because Calgary and Salt Lake City don't look exactly the same mm-hmm. right yeah but the only the, i did notice one location and it's it, interestingly enough it's this wooden bridge out in the badlands where they filmed a lot of the new ghostbusters movie oh, yeah so i that's the only place where i was like oh hey i know where that is the rest of it, it they've did a, done a really good job of disguising calgary to look like salt lake city but even like some of the houses and stuff you could tell okay that's very clearly like a calgary yeah style house but interesting yeah man if you're looking for a show to watch right now okay holy crap I'll, I'm expecting to uh, not sleep again tonight, and then hopefully oh, we'll pick okay. something a little less intense for our next show and finally be able to get some rest. But, man, whew, I'm torn. Clenched. So torn. V and S in 20 minutes or less. So I finally bit the bullet and bought a portable air conditioner for my condo, Beckler. Oh, that'll be nice. Is it up and running yet? It is. It has been five years that I've lived in that condo, and the last few summers I've been like, thinking about it and then of course you know you get the heat wave and then it passes and you're like man next year next year uh, I couldn't sleep uh, for several nights for the last little while and finally was like I need to do it I just it's time and did it make a difference it's crazy I set it up last night and within five minutes I swear to you the back end of my condo was five degrees cooler already 
So it, this is just for your room, right? It, I only put it in my room yeah. just so that I could sleep better because yeah. that was what it was about. And I, I'll, as you know, I'm not a good sleeper to begin with. And then with the heat, it was just, I was like, I need to do something about this. Like I just wasn't sleeping at all. Do you ever think if you had bought it five years ago, uh, yeah. you would have had it five years I ago? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I know. Here's the thing though. Like I am so illogical that way. It cost me 500 bucks mm-hmm. and I, I have no problem spending thousands of dollars on like a snowboard weekend. No problem. We'll do that in a heartbeat. When it comes to things though, I looked at that $500 and I was always like, that's $500 though. Like, I don't know if I want to spend that on something that is going to make me sleep, which is very important. Pretty important sleep. Yeah, yes. It's up this, there. I do that all the time. Like I have the same $60 bed frame I had since... I don't know. I moved out of university. I have a $20 coffee table that I refuse to replace because I'm like, these are just things. I don't want to replace them. They function as well as a more expensive one would, whereas this air conditioner is providing a function that you did not have prior to that. It's true. But you, I mean, you and I could not be more different in that sense because Mm -hmm. to me, the thought of blowing thousands of dollars on a flight or on hotel rooms, like, it turns my stomach. Like, I can't even think about it Yeah, because you just do it and then it's done. Whereas like... But it's an experience that you'll always remember. You'll remember it. Whereas a thing... I will have that thing. You know, if I spend a thousand bucks on a tool, I will have that tool probably till I die. It's true. So that's... I mean, if it's a tool that you need, it's one thing. But like just buying a nicer bed frame or something, I'm like, why? Like I would way rather spend that like being with friends and going and doing something that I haven't done before, right? Does it bring you enjoyment? the, the item? The item? Yeah. Well, no. Then the and you made the right choice. Totally. Right? Where yeah. if you, your experience brings you enjoyment, then... Yes. I know. It's so funny. But again, I maybe because I live alone, too, and so I just don't really care. I'm like, it's just me in the condo. I don't care what's in it. Like, I don't want to spend money on this. I'd rather spend it with friends and doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's odd. That makes yeah, sense. This is one that, again, though, should have done it five years ago. This is something that would help me sleep, and I... I was like, nah, it's $500 that I want it. It would have only cost you $100 over the last five summers. Yep. And I, I say this as someone who is sleeping in a sweltering room right now. Because I, I, too, have yet to pull the trigger on a I know on a room air conditioner. I should have done it years ago. It just seems like every year it gets harder and harder to justify not having one, right? That's what it seemed like, just the way the, the years have gone the last few. Yep. And Whereas, I'm thinking next year we're going to, or maybe even this winter, we're going to air condition the whole house because yeah. it's not doesn't seem to be getting cooler around here. Nope. Let so, me tell you, I, Beckler. And I keep saying this to people. I saw this post on Reddit. It was a guy in Calgary, and he uh, he tracked every day throughout the year when his air conditioner ran and his furnace ran. Yeah. And the air conditioner ran more than the furnace. Interesting. Because you don't you only think about the really hot days like we're seeing right now. You don't think that when it's like twenty three, twenty four, your air conditioner is kicking in. Mm-hmm. So in the, if you look at it like that, then I would say it's definitely worth it. So yeah. Well, it certainly was the minute that I... I was just sitting in my bedroom by it. I was like, oh! <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. This one is wild. This was sent to us yesterday by a friend of the show, Mel. And maybe you saw the story about it. There was an article in CBC. But there's this woman in Vancouver, and she was facing a foreclosure on her home. She bought the home in 1998 for $400,000, and it's valued today at $1.7 million. But she still owes $200,000 on the mortgage, which she has not paid. The reason she hasn't paid it is because she subscribes to this conspiracy theory oh God. that in the year 2000, the United States Congress passed this bill to forgive all debt. Hmm. 
and then it went it was and then from there it was signed globally as well so the back in the year 2000 they secretly decided that nobody was going to owe any money anymore right and they had trillions of dollars in a prosperity fund to pay for all this debt but then September 11th happened due to the Illuminati right and that destroyed all the computers that had the money mm. and then then the money wasn't there so this so so she feels that she doesn't owe any money legally on her house because of this bill that was passed so she doesn't have to pay for it and that none of us have debt wow yeah, that's something. Oh, I mean, it's got everything. It's got the Illuminati, We've got World Trade Center conspiracies, yes. Illuminati. We've got the government forgiving all debt, like New just, World Order, mm. One World Government. It's got it's got everything. Wow. It's got everything. And the judge who looked at this case was like, "Well, well, no, you yep still owe the money." Oh boy. The strangest thing about all this. So Mel pointed out both these points. She's like, "It's like the end if if the end of Fight Club really happened, except." It was to do with 9-11 instead of... Right. And the other thing that Mel pointed out, which I thought too, is this house is worth so much money. Why not just sell it, pay off the debt, pocket over a million dollars and walk away? Well, clearly she's a little than, stubborn, doesn't want to do that. Yeah. And I mean, at this point, we're probably talking about somebody who is no longer based in reality, right? Mm -hmm. If you're... Yeah. If you think that this all happened secretly... There's even a part about like Bill Clinton signing this bill at gunpoint. Dear Lord, it gets it, you. You could read a lot on it. It's called Nasara. There's Nasara, and then the global one is Gesara. And Nasara stands for where did this go? Uh, the National Economic Security and Reformation Act. Oh, okay, and that's what they signed in 2000. And then the global edition is the Global Economic Security and Reformation Act. But that is as wow. That is as steep a conspiracy theory I think I've ever like, heard. I don't even know what to make of that, honestly. I guess all we have to do is give it a rating. Okay, yeah. On the plausibility scale, how many unburnt hijacker passports out of 10 does that one get, Sean? I'm going to give this one 11 unburnt hijacker passports out of 10. That not is not a good rating. Nope, no, that is a stretch. So I stumbled across another version of the name Terry yesterday, Beckler, one that I don't think we've ever discussed in for. In fact, I didn't even know that this was a real name when I first read it. Terrell. T-E-R-Y-L. The okay, name so not Terrell. No, or maybe that's how you say it. Is that how you say it? I don't know. No, I think that you're saying it right. Terrell. Terrell. T-E-R-Y-L. I've never seen it spelled like that. No. A friend posted recently, though, that he went to visit his friend Terrell. And I was just like, interesting. So it's kind of a mixture of Terry and Carol. And then I looked it up because I was like, is this just one of those invented names or is it a real name? And no, it's registered as a real name, Terrell. To me, it looks like more like Terrell Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how it's spelled. Or You're even right. Like, it would be Terrell if it was that way. But regardless, it's another Terrell. version of Terry. Okay. That's what it is. It's a female version of Terry. And we've always discussed this as well. And we've been like, what's the female version? Well, here we go. Terrell. And if you look up its meaning, it says right in the description, the female version of Terrence. Oh, I always thought it was Terry with an I was the female version. Girl nope. Terry. No, now we know better. This is what we're learning. Uh, I also, when I was in my travels here, looked up the meaning of the name Terrence or Terry. And I didn't realize this, but it's... So the Latin root for Terry is Terentius, which is amazing. Terentius is a badass sounding mean? name. I don't know. But Terry means like Thor, <laughs> which is the opposite of what I would... 
ever dis- No, the Terry I know is like 100 pounds soaking wet. Wiry is all hell. Mm-hmm. Way stronger than he looks. Not like Thor. But the other <laughs> meaning for Terry is smooth. So Again. like Thor and two things that do not match the Terry's that we know and love and we've discussed in many and it's very shocking. Smooth like his special occasion cigarettes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's all I was thinking, is that the type of cigarettes that he, he smokes are the smooth ones. That's that's as close to smooth he gets. And like Thor, not at all. No, not like Thor, not smooth. It's just all Crass, of this, really. Yeah. I was like, did somebody that define Terry because they're like, it's the opposite of what he really is? So maybe if we give him the name. And that's what it means. Smooth and like Thor. Like, no, he's sinewy and crass is what he is. Yes. He's sinewy and offensive. The opposite of the definition of Terry. 100%. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.